Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. TKR podcast. Uh, we're talking Rutgers hoops. Rutgers, uh, you know, men's basketball win over against Iowa last night at Jersey Mike's Arena. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a slobber knocker. You know, 48-46 win. Uh, you know, at, at the end there, it almost it was almost shades of a couple years ago when Joe Wieskamp, you know, hit the hit. Yeah, hey, I swear to God, that last yeah. possession, I is almost to the exact point too. Like yeah. two seconds left, full court uh, heave. Yep. Uh, it was, I was, it was scary. It was honestly scary how much I was like thinking of that Joe Wieskamp shot. And I was there for that Joe Wieskamp shot. Okay. So okay. I was having some, uh, some scary flashbacks there at the end there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Keegan Murray got off the shot. I mean, it was online. It was just short. Yeah. He didn't have enough strength onto it, but yeah, it was yeah. close. <laughs> <laughs> at least, and, 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 uh, at least uh, defended the inbound this time. So yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure on TV, you know, they, uh, I'm I'm sure they were showing it on Big Ten Network, you know, from a couple years ago. So I'm sure Rutgers fans were happy about that. So yeah, they anyway, showed it Rutgers, at least like three times. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So you know, Rutgers. Uh, you know, they got the dub though. You know, back to back wins uh, after beating Maryland last time out. Uh, so Craig, you know, just just walking through the game. You know, what were some things that stood out about the win for Rutgers? Uh, very just just a very sloppy game from both teams. Really, I mean. Rutgers was just the just got the better of it from a from a uh, foul call at the end there. Great call there by Courtney Green, by the way. I'm just kidding, but hey, that was that was we can talk. You want to start with that actually? Because sure, that's probably sure. that's probably the biggest talking point is that that foul. Like I know Rutgers fans will take that take that win, you know, and run with it. But that that was that was a pretty brutal that was a pretty brutal way to end the game. Yeah, I was I was I was shocked they called a foul there. You know, I mean, you watch the replay. You know, you know, there wasn't anything. It was, it, it's kind of like, you know, you, you know, you can't let the refs kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, decide the game there at the end, you know, let the players play. Um, It's not, it's not like, you know, Harper Jr. got like elbowed or anything like that. So, yeah. So, you know, Rutgers, I'm sure Rutgers would take it as, as you said, man, Ron Harper Jr. Uh, you know, hit the two free throws at one point. Yeah, credit to him. Left, he, so. he sank those perfectly. I mean, Rutgers, yeah. I mean, once again, Rutgers, I think they're shooting like 69% from the free throw this year. So it's mm-hmm. better, you know, better than last year, but they're still not a great free throw shooting team. But even last night, it felt like every time they went to the line, it was just one for two, one for two. Mm-hmm. But Harper wanted credit to Harper going up there and just sinking those. No problem. Just ice in his veins, really. Yeah. And then I know, although actually Rutgers went 10 of 13 on the, at the foul line last night, which is, you know, somewhat uncharacteristic. I mean, sometimes you'll see Rutgers, you know, shoot a good percentage from, from the line. And then, and then, you know, and they win those games when they don't, they, you know, normally lose, but yeah, credit, credit Harper, you know, making, making both of them right there. Um, you know, I know I've seen people on the board or somebody else talk about how, you know, maybe he should have missed the second free throw, given that there was two seconds left, but, you know, I always still had a timeout there. They were going to talk, you know, they were going to call it regardless. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a good thing he made the two. I mean, I mean, all Iowa didn't really need a three if if he only missed or if he missed the one. So, 
Yeah, it was, so. like you said, I think I saw Harper responded actually to somebody on Twitter who asked them that. Okay. And he said, yeah, exactly. They had a timeout left. They were going to use it. So it really didn't make didn't make sense for him to miss the second one. It wouldn't have really made any mm-hmm. difference, really. Yeah, so. I mean, and, and credit Iowa. Iowa made a heck of a pass to get down there. You know, yeah. Murray, Murray went over, uh, went up and got and got and got the ball and, you know, had a decent look at it. Uh, you know, Rutgers just played good defense. I mean, yeah, they actually picked. I saw they set up a pick on <clears throat> Cliff uh, for that. Inbound. I don't I can't think of a time I ever really saw that, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, Cliff. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Cliff, Cliff was running up and down the sideline or the inbounds. And uh, yeah, he he got picked and yeah, it worked. I, I, I've never seen that. So that was that was good. Good job. By Iowa there, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just just let, let's talk about you know Rutgers defense. I mean Iowa was coming in you know third most efficient you know team offensively in the nation. They were scoring eighty six points a game. Rutgers held them to you know forty points below their average and only forty six mm-hmm. points you know total. You know I was looking up the stat last night and Iowa scored 40, 42 alone uh, you know normally in the first half. So to hold them you know forty six to the game like twenty eight percent shooting you know. You know, just a great job by by Rutgers defense last night. Yeah, this was probably their best defensive like performance I can remember in a long time. Like even was it last year? Was it last year or two years ago against Michigan State? They held them mm-hmm. to what like thirty seven something crazy. I mean, there's their defense. I mean, the defense that's that's Pykele's mo is the defense. If you you know if you get if you're gonna play for Rutgers, you got to play defense, or else you're probably not gonna get playing time. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. With Rutgers, pride this offense defense. You're also also at the same time. I mean, it's it's mo- I would say mostly it was Rutgers' great defense, but you also have to you know take some luck into it because Iowa was just brutal, just missing mm-hmm. easy layups, just completely airballing numerous shot clock violations. Which that's actually a credit to Rutgers on the shot clock yeah, violations. Yeah. But you know it it that, that sometimes that that's what it takes. Sometimes you need to have play great defense, but also have some of uh lady luck on your side. And for lucky for Rutgers' sake, they had a bit of both so that's really really i I mean they're not going to win they're not going to win every game you know holding teams to 46 points you know (laughs) but this is the type of thing that you know they can really hang their hat on and start to build for the future games because they might not hold a team to 46 but you know maybe they'll hold a team to i don't know 50 56 or 60 or something like that Mm -hmm. and that's that's really how rutgers operates it seems like you know under steve michael is that their defense is what is the motor behind their offense. Once they start playing great defense, then sh- all of a sudden shots start to fall and that you can see, you can see these guys, these guys are as pumped up making defensive stops as when they, you know, nail big time three pointers. You could see geo, you know, on what it was that shot clock violation towards mm-hmm. the end, you could see geo and uh, Caleb were just, they were jacked up and it's like, yeah. it's, it's just, it's cool to see that, you know, that this team, isn't just you know it doesn't just go crazy off of you know when they make shots they go they they get they really pride themselves on their uh defensive intensity yeah for sure um yeah the you know Rutgers forced a ton of shot clock you know violations best in the second half and like you said they were getting extremely pumped for it. I mean um you know if I I I would did did miss a share of open looks in the game but Rutgers played you know, great, great team, team defense. I mean, you know, one play that stood out was when, was when Geo Baker got the block and went the other way for a layup. I mean, that was, that was just phenomenal play. I was shocked that, that Geo got, you know, he got a block there. I mean, a, bu- a bunch of guys got blocks in the game. Even, even Dean Reber came in and, and did well in limited minutes. Um, I thought a really good X factor, uh, you know, last night was, was Cliff O'Marie. I mean, he, he was kind of limited by, uh, you know, some, some fouls in the first, in the first half, but, um, second half, you just played extremely well. 
Um, take, I'm taking a look at his stats now. So, uh, yeah, yeah he I think- finished. He finished with 11 rebounds alone in the second half. I think I think he had yeah. uh, like 13 or 14 total in the game. So, um, you know, actually another good point. You know, speaking of rebounds, you know, Iowa only had one offensive rebound in in the second half after having uh, I think eight in the first half, and Rutgers out rebounded them by 11. Um, after a break. So that was another big point. You know, you know, Iowa wasn't able to get the, you know, second chance opportunities. I mean, Iowa has a phenomenal offense and Rutgers just played extremely well in defense last night. And, uh, you know, that's Rutgers identity. You know, Rutgers is going to want to keep, keep, keep teams, you know, you know, not scoring, you know, scoring low points. I mean, I mean, Rutgers isn't going to outscore anybody 90 to 85 every game. So that's not, you know, so, I mean, it's mostly only Gio and Ron scoring out there for the most part. So, uh yeah, I mean big 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 win for Rutgers. Um, they play they play extremely well. Um, I know we I know we talked about Cliff. I know uh, you and I were texting last night about about Dean Reber and the backup bigs. I mean, I know another person of our uh, of our website here didn't didn't think he had, he had a good day, but I th- I really thought Dean Reber came in and, and provided excellent minutes, and so did Ralph Gonzalez. Ag, I know a lot of fans have been asking about Ag, but you know Ag Ag played three minutes. He had a he had a couple points. Um, I thought he gave good effort. Reber had a nice assist. He had a block, uh, you know, in only only seven minutes, but he played extremely well. So, uh, you know, what were your thoughts about about those guys too? Yeah, I thought. Well, going back to Cliff, I thought yesterday was Cliff's best defensive game so far this season. I thought he was just he was a monster. Um, just you know, playing defense to the point where you could see on the alley oop he gave himself he got a he got a little bit of a trolley horse there yeah. i know a lot of a lot of fans got scared because you see a non-contact injury you're thinking yeah. oh my god the worst but then once i saw the uh once i saw the trainers working on his calf i was like oh i've i've felt that pain before that's def- that's definitely a trolley horse <laughs> and same thing with paul to the point yeah, where yeah, yeah, paul yeah, yeah paul paul got the stop you know celebrates and all of a sudden grabs his hamstring they were so they were so <laughs> tired you know yeah. that they, they actually started cramping up which as somebody who does not work nearly as hard as it makes me feel a bit better about myself, but it is what it is. <laughs> it, it, it looks like they need some Chris Ash hi- hydration, uh, you know, stuff, <laughs> stuff there. So yeah, get, get, get some Gatorade. I don't know if the, I don't know if Gatorade or Parade is their sponsor, but yeah. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, going and talking about Dean, I like I know Dean's not Dean. You know, is is uh high? What's his career highs now? Ten points in a couple of games he's ago. Back, he's not, yeah. he's not the type of guy you know that you're gonna be. He's not the type of guy that you're really gonna want to rely on for long stretches of game. You know, but I think he's filled in. I think he's filled in nicely uh, behind Cliff, giving him that, uh, giving him a little bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he, I feel like him more so than more so than Gonzalez, Gonzalez, AG. Mm-hmm. I feel like the offense just, the team just flows better when he, than with Ralph in the lab. It just, I think it, uh, Dean's a very good passer. I feel like, and you can see, I mean, he made those two threes. So he does have a little bit of a, he does have a little bit of a jump shot to him. So I just feel like the team uh, flows better with him in the, in, as the backup big, mm-hmm. uh, I could, and honestly, from the beginning of the season, when I was watching Ralph play, I kind of figured, and then seeing Dean play, I did kind of figure at some point Dean was probably going to jump him and it, it's happened. I mean, with, when it comes to Ralph, he's, uh, he's just, he's just not great. I mean, you see him, he, I just don't think he's, he's just not the type of guy that can compete against these big 10 bigs. So whenever he, you get points from him, like yesterday, he had four points. Whatever you can get from Ralph, just really, you have to just take it and run. He's really kind of, he's really kind of slipped into that, I think, decor role where he's like mm. the third big guy that you'll go to if you really need to. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think decor might be better, which 
it is what it is. That's that's it's close. It's close. It, what was that? No, that's a tough call. I really don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, I, it's I was kind of high on Mamadou, but yeah, it didn't work out. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. They're just the type of guy that you go to when is it really the type? Those are the type of guys you go to when when uh, Cliff and Dean both get into foul trouble, mm-hmm. which in the Big Ten kind of seems to happen on a mm-hmm. pretty regular basis. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, so. but uh. But yesterday, you know, he came in. He he came. I gotta give him credit though. He did come in, got his four points. He played. Uh, he played well for the for the couple minutes that he played, and mm-hmm. you know, they help, he definitely helped them get the win. I mean, they outscored. What is the bench outscored Iowa nine nothing. Nine nothing. So yeah. they came in, did their job, and they definitely earned this win. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the bench has been kind of like the talking point of the Rutgers this season. You know, you know, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you know, most of the scoring has come from. You know, Ron Harper Jr. or Geo Baker. Um, you know, obviously Harper had 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 31 the other night. Um, but yeah, the bench. You know, Pickle Pickle has been trying with the bench. He always pipes up the bench. Um, you know, I kind of I kind of felt bad. You know, for Andre Hyde a little bit last night. He he gave so much effort. He got a bunch of offensive rebounds. He couldn't get anything to go down. Uh, but he but he's a great hustle player. Nice, obviously a great great fit for for Pickle and the style and everything. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this defense is going to be the calling cards. It's going to be their identity going forward. Um, obviously, they play a lot better, you know, and win more, a lot more games at home. Um, but, you know, they are, they are going to have to shoot the ball, especially with the schedule coming up, you know, in February. Um, but, yeah, ne- next up, you know, it was Minnesota on Saturday, maybe. I know Minnesota had their, you know, game postponed uh, also last night against Penn State so, for COVID issues. So, uh, it's something to watch there. Maybe uh, Rutgers, do, you know, maybe they don't make the trip to uh, Minneapolis on Saturday. We'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, Craig, you have anything else uh, about about the game last night that we can talk about? Um, not really. But I thought no. I would say more. Not so much about the game, but I'd say now just going forward with Rutgers, mm-hmm. it's really about just stacking up wins now in January yeah. before you get to February because their February schedule is rough. Yep. I mean, it feels like almost every team they're playing is like ranked. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. So you really Rutgers really has to start you start racking up these wins. And that's why that's why I said you take this win yesterday and just run with it. Uh, if they play Minnesota, you, you know, got to win because this February schedule coming up is really going to be is really going to be a true test for Rutgers. I mean, if you win, if they if they come out of February, you know, looking good, then chances are, yeah, they will be dancing in March. But it's definitely it's definitely it's definitely going to be a tough test, you know going forward for Rutgers because that February schedule, man, it's, it's, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After, after Minnesota on Saturday, they play Maryland again at home. Uh, then they have two row games uh, at Nebraska and Northwestern. Um, after that, you know, they get the likes of Michigan state, uh, Wisconsin, you know, Purdue, Michigan again. So uh, obviously, obviously those teams are a lot tougher uh, right now. Rutgers is, uh, you know, five and two in the big 10 play, which is, you know, right, right in the thick of it. Um, but obviously, you know, the teams they're playing aren't, um, you know, the top, the top notch teams in the, in the, in the league, in the league right now. So, uh, but yeah, like you said, they got to stack up, you know, the next couple of wins here, uh, no, in order to, you know, better position themselves, you know, going forward, you know, I'm sure, uh, February probably, you know, won't be kind, uh, you know, you know, just looking at it on paper. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Rutgers, you know, playing, they're playing good defense the past couple of games. Um, they gotta, you know, not turn the ball over as much as they have. Um, that was another thing. Rutgers, um, they, they turned the ball over against Iowa, but Iowa wasn't able to cash in because Rutgers just got back in transition and everything. Uh, but yeah, that's that's another thing they're gonna have to clean up. They're gonna have to shoot better. Um, but if they if they defend, you know, the way they defended against Iowa, they could you know play with anybody. They can muck the game up. So 
uh yeah so anyway all right thanks everybody for joining us and uh we'll see you guys soon thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.